Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Book three of the Life of Saint Philip by Antonio Galonio, section twenty-one. As a priest, Philip retained his former custom of living frugally, admitting to his diet nothing but eggs, vegetables, and beans. Though if he happened to be eating with others, as he often did for the sake of winning souls, he did all he could to avoid any sign of ostentatious singularity. He preserved this custom for many years, with the intention of making himself all things to all men that he might gain them all for Christ. After his priestly ordination, he thought at once of living at the church of St. Jerome, called Of Charity, and especially spending the rest of his life there, if it should be pleasing to God. There were several distinguished priests at that church, who were pious and devout, namely Persiano Rosa, Philip's confessor, Buonsignore Cacieguera, a nobleman from Siena, who had been a rich trader, but became a priest of Christ. Francesco, from the city of Arezzo, a learned man, who combined deep knowledge with angelic purity, and who heard our Holy Father's confessions after the death of Persiano, and another Francisco from Spain, who was equally learned and devout, and remarkable for his charity to the poor and his austerity towards himself. All these priests lived in the same building, but although they all had the same burning desire to help others, each one lived in his own style, as the Holy Spirit prompted him. Each looked after his own affairs, and they ate separately. Philip was, therefore, admitted to this church, and used to celebrate Mass every day there. He would accept nothing from the Fraternity of Charity, except the use of a single room, and that was small. There he settled, quite uninterested in money, and very contented with lodgings, where he could freely and easily apply himself to the salvation of his neighbor. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. August the 4th is one of the feast days of the patron saint of priests, all priests, St. John Vianney. And when they were deciding on who the patron saint of priests should be, apparently there was a quite a debate about whether it should be St. Philip or St. John Vianney, and they decided on St. John Vianney. Well, be that as it may, whether it's the case or not, it's quite a providential day to be reading about the early days of St. Philip's priesthood on this feast of St. John Vianney.
For the priest, St. John Vianney says, is the love of the heart of Christ. And St. Philip gave himself to his priesthood. He gave himself to the priesthood because he thought that was the way he could even more than before be at the service of souls. He could be at the service of the salvation of his neighbor. And so he embraced his priesthood out of obedience, yes, but also because he saw it as the way Christ continues to sanctify us. And St. Philip Neri knew that to be a holy priest, he needed to surround himself with good examples. And so he chose to live at this church called St. Jerome, or in Italian, San Girolamo, but in English we say St. Jerome, or the, the British say St. Jerome. Well, St. Jerome was a church built over the house of St. Paolo, who was a friend of St. Jerome, the fourth century doctor of the church, translator of the Bible, who had come to Rome to meet with the Pope and work on some translation things. And while he was there, he visited Paolo. They were very close spiritual friends. They wrote letters back and forth. And St. Jerome possibly lived there for a while. And so this church was built over that place. And it was called San Jerome de la Carita of the, of the Charity because it had been given to this lay group of people, the Fraternity of Charity, who it's kind of like a St. Vincent de Paul Society, kind of like a lay missionaries of charity. They were dedicated to looking after poor people. They were dedicated after looking after funerals of people who couldn't afford it. They were interested in looking after people who were sick. And they tried to, to do charity for all kinds of causes. And they needed some priests who could hear their confessions, say mass for them, basically be at the service of this big fraternity. Remember, St. Philip had also started his own fraternity, the Fraternity of the Holy Trinity. But this, this group in Rome, the Fraternity of Charity, had, had responsibility for this church, and priests would live there. They were secular priests, kind of like diocesan priests, but they, they weren't subject to a bishop. They couldn't be told where to go. They were basically kind of like independent priests with some guidance from, from above, but they had a lot of independence. They were ordained on their own patrimony, we say. And these priests lived there. And this Church of St. Jerome in Rome at that time became a real center of holy priests a real center of frequent confessions. Remember, at this time, most priests did not say mass every day. Very few people went to communion every day. But here was this little place, this little church, with a bunch of zealous priests who were basically saying mass every day, encouraging daily reception of the communion by laity. And that's where St. Philip lived. And so we ask tonight for the grace to examine ourselves with whom do we associate? Whom do we surround ourselves with? Are we trying to surround ourselves with people who help us be holier, like St. Philip did? Are we seeking the means to holiness? People who challenge us, people who can strengthen us. Iron sharpens iron, the psalmist says. Are we trying to be careful about our use of money? Are we trying to be careful with 
how often we go to Mass. But notice that St. Philip, although he surrounded himself with good holy priests, good friendships, he wanted to make himself all things to all people. So although we have to surround ourselves with good people, we also have to be open to helping whoever God sends into our life. We can't be so stuck up, so set in our own ways, that we cannot condescend. We cannot enter into the life and the mind of other people, put ourselves at their level, put ourselves at their service. St. Philip would do anything he could, as long as it wasn't sinful, to win people over, to offer them friendship. And this is the wonderful balance. How to balance both this openness, this willingness to seek after the lost sheep, this willingness to put ourselves at the service of others, to not be afraid of being overcome by some of their habits, and at the same time, a real concern with who we surround ourselves with. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.